Guys, it's What's on Draft. Um, it's Dave, it's Foden, of course it's Troy, and we're going we're gonna to address the elephant in the room here, okay? Um, we hope everyone's staying safe. We hope everyone's got a little extra money in their pockets after last night, especially after some of these props hit big. Um, I said this to you guys on the first podcast. Howie Roseman said after last season, you can't lead things up to hope, okay? You can't rely on hope. Well, Howie Roseman didn't sniff a wide receiver in free agency. He did a bad job drafting last year, and he backed himself into a corner at 21 where every position, every person with a pulse knew they needed a wide receiver. He left it all to hope. The Dallas Cowboys didn't need C.D. Lamb. They needed a third receiver, sure. They didn't need to use a 17th pick on a wide receiver. Troy will even tell you that. The Cowboys need corner, they need edge, they need defense, but the Cowboys made signings like Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Alden Smith. And these guys, these aren't big signings, but they open up your options so that when you come to draft, you're not leaving everything up to hope for your guy to be there, okay? These moves allow the Cowboys to take the best player available, the best receiver in the draft. I don't want to hear otherwise. It was a joke. He was there at 17, and the Cowboys took it. Okay? If you want to bitch and moan and complain that the Eagles didn't trade up, whatever. You want to freak out that CD was five picks away? Sure. The Cowboys getting five, getting CD five picks before us, if that determines how you feel about Jalen Rager as a player and as a fit, your opinions are relevant to me, and I don't want to hear a word out of your mouth ever again. Okay? The Cowboys got CeeDee Lamb. I know it hurts. But to blindly bash and pick apart Rager's flaws in spite of that move is a joke. <sighs> Foodie, before we give this to Trump, <clears throat> the opening thought. Yeah, I mean, speaking of leaving things up to hope, I think that's what's going to happen when people throw deep on the Cowboys secondary next season is they're just going to have to hope people drop the ball because they aren't going to no, cover C- a fucking C-D soul. Lamb actually makes their defense all perfect. <laughs> yeah. Byron Jones no, is back now. He's been in talks. It, it's, everything's fine now. No, listen, I, I'm projecting because I'm very upset. Um, I uh, Look, I mean, the rules are what the rules are. If your team gets the guy, they're they're legendary, they're great. But they don't. They're locker room cancer, bust. Um, can't catch. That, no speed, can't catch. Small. The ad, not not, not going to translate to the next level. Yeah, that's so that's where my stance will be on CD. That being said, um, <laughs> Look, I tweeted this out, and I'm going to reiterate it here. The Eagles getting CD, which is never was not going to happen. I mean, even the people talk about the oh, the Falcons, Falcons. Look, first of all, CD is very good. He was not worth a Godfather offer, not in a deep receiver class like this, not when they needed a guy who wasn't exactly what his skill set was. I mean, they needed more of a burner, but I mean, CD would have been awesome still. Um, and Atlanta, I mean, even with Terrell going at 16, which seems early, he was not getting past 19. So they were not getting Terrell if that exactly. was the guy they were locked in Thank on. you. Stop telling me Atlanta could have traded back to get A.J. Terrell. You don't know that. No one knows that. If you followed Twitter the last week, every accredited big name told you A.J. Terrell is not getting out of 20. So don't tell me the Falcons could have just swapped with spots with us and took A.J. Terrell because you don't know that. No one knows that. And every other sign pointed to they couldn't. Sorry. For no. That. And honestly, look, I'm not a Terrell fan, but after that, it's OK. Jalen Johnson, injury history. Uh, a was raw. Arnett's old. And, and honestly, like I like him, but he's not that good. Uh, Gladney's old. No, Gladney's older. Um, Gladney's an older player. Like Terrell makes a lot of sense for a team that needed a corner pretty bad. And every draft guy not only was saying that, that 
the trail wasn't going to get there or, or wasn't going to going to last. But Atlanta was moving up. So yeah. Atlanta was going to get aggressive for a quarter. They were not going to all of a sudden change their turn on draft day and say, you know what, we're good with taking whoever falls to us. So it, to me, the idea and, and getting up past 15 would have been too much, I think. And, and t- obviously it wasn't going to happen anyway. Tampa traded up. San Fran got Kinlaw, who was who they had their eyes on the whole time anyway. Uh, and Denver was not trading out of the Judy pick. So, you know, I'm upset they didn't get CD, but I'm not upset at Howie Roseman for not getting CD because I just think it would have been it, it would have been overpay. And you, how many times do we have to say do not overpay for guys that you think are good talents to move up? It's just it never, ever, ever seems to work out. Even if that player works out, the team has holes all over the place. So anyway, long story short, I'm pissed that Dallas has him. I'm happy for Troy and only Troy as much as I'm mad at Troy uh, just by proxy. So, yeah. Anyway, Troy. Go ahead, Glow. I'm putting you on mute and eat my breakfast sandwich. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I won't. I won't rub it in too much. Um, I mean, uh, I would. Should. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, I mean, I would. Great, I would if this is the other day. way around. I would be all yeah. up in your ass. Yeah, it's a great day. I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. Um, Bro, Troy, if we jumped to the Cowboys to get CD and then it came out later well, that no, CD was gonna thing. get taken at 17, we would be in your fucking <laughs> ass right now. So, so go on. Firing you up, dude. Take the, your shot. Take your floor. The thought of us. Passing on CD Lamb for AJ Terrell was I was I was in a pit my like my stomach I was sick to my stomach. Yeah, you were sending me and, some terrifying texts too. I was like about to call nine one one. I was not in a good spot when the Falcons took AJ Terrell. I was I was celebrating because um, I knew obviously he was a target for us and I wanted no part of him. Then obviously the I mean I wanted CD Lamb. I put up a scenario where the the sixteen players before us get drafted. Basically, the worst case scenario for us. And the first 15 picks were 15 of the players listed, and the 16th player was CD Lamb. And if he was gone, there was really no one that I was too happy about getting. You guys know I wasn't a big Chase on fan. I mean, I would have been okay because it's a team need. The corners, I wanted Henderson. He was obviously gone. I wanted Kinlaw. He was gone. If we would have taken anyone other than CD Lamb, I would have been in a bad in a bad way. Plus the fact that the Eagles had a good chance to get him because if Miami passes on him, he's probably going to be there. So if if we would have passed on him and Eagles got him, I was going to be bad. So I'm obviously ecstatic with the pick. Um, I think there's plenty of good defensive players still on the board. I would have much rather taken Lamb and gone after Diggs or um, uh, Fulton. You know, we want to bring Fulton home still. Um, in the second now, round. now and, they want to bring Fulton. Now they want to bring Fulton home. So anyone, he doesn't want to come home anymore. I just talk to him. And there's been rumblings of uh, us signing Drake Kirkpatrick of free agency still. You know, not gonna, you know, be a seven interception guy, but he's yeah. There's more bad players. I, I love it. Yeah, he's not bad. He's he's actually a decent starter. Well, yeah. he's, that's, yeah. why he's a, that's why he's a free we're missing, agent. We're missing a number one, but you know what? If you're gonna go all in. Just go all in on the offense. If the defense is weak, one player on the defense isn't going to just turn your defense into something special. So you might as well just go on the offense, in my opinion. And he was the sixth overall player on their board there at 17. You just can't pass that up. And, yeah. All right. So um, yeah. now, that, now that that is out of the way, um, the night was extremely profitable, okay? There was a lot of good things that happened this night. There wasn't – Wait, Dave, I mean, real, real quick, before, before we get into this – we should we should discuss Rego real quick as a player. We talked about whether they should take him or not. We're both big. You're a bigger fan than not even I am. I had I had him on the second receiver left behind Mims. Yeah. Um. I, I think we're both huge Rego fans. He's a tough. I said he's a tough evaluation because his court his. I mean, if you watched TCU at all last year, even his highlights, the quarterback is 
fucking Kansas City had a quarterback start a few games for them a few years back named Tyler Palco, and he looked like he was throwing with the wrong hand. That's what this guy looked like oh, for TCU. Oh, good. Um, so my thing with Rager is a tough eval, but you like the, the the flashes, the youth, the athleticism. Um, I, I don't I don't buy the combine agility and speed stuff. I, I think he plays faster than, than and is more agile than what those numbers suggest. I mean, you watch him play; it's kind of obvious. I think we're both big fans of the player. I think there, there's the knocks on him. Similar to Mims, I think we're kind of petty. Um, not super productive last year, but at the same time, that offense was just god-awful in every aspect. I don't think that's his fault. He was productive the year before. That's my take on Rager. I'm happy with him at 21. I thought it was a bit of a reach, and then Ayuk went three picks later, and I'm like, okay. So he was not going to last. They couldn't trade back and comfortably get that guy. So I was happy with it. Um, yeah, every every Eagles fan screaming it. today that Rager would have been there in the second round at 53. That's not happening. Bro, he probably would I, I don't even know if they, he would have got – if we took Jefferson, I, mean, I think he probably goes 22. He may. I mean, he maybe gets out of the first round for a couple picks. Actually, I don't even think that, bro. I really – like. Yeah, there I mean, was so many and, receiver needy teams. I don't know. He was building steam before the draft. People were saying a lot, you know, Zerline said surprise first round, Jalen Rager, Daniel Jeremiah said he's going to go earlier than expected. So, yeah. I mean, he, he, no, he wasn't going to last that much longer than their pick. What, if they like him, they should have stayed. What I was really surprised with listening to Sports Talk Radio today, obviously, which was just an albatross, but so many people were so offended and upset that Rager was a pick over Justin Jefferson. And... With, when we had Ricky on the other night, like me and Fody said this, that Justin Jefferson just doesn't do anything different. He just doesn't do what they need. He doesn't bring dynamic. Justin Jefferson's a great receiver. He's probably he's more polished. He probably is better receiver than Jalen Rager. Yes, but he does not do what Jalen Rager can do. Howie Roseman had a great quote, and I know everyone loves hearing how we talk right now. Uh, as they want his head on the stake. But he said, we have these two tight ends that do a great job in the intermediate area, Hertz and Goddard, Alshon, JJ, Greg, and then our runners are just complementing skill sets here. We're not trying to just build the best team and not just collect talent. Justin Jefferson is just one of these guys. Jalen Rager could be a difference maker, a dynamic player, and can take this offense to another level. That's why I love the pick. I love Rager. I would have took him over Jefferson. I would have took him over Mims. I love both of those receivers too. Rager brings this offense what they need. They're going to get KJ Hamler in the second round. We're going to score 40 points a game. The Eagles and Dallas are going to play. The Eagles are going to smoke them twice, and I don't want to hear shit about it. Yeah. So um, one comment on that. Do you actually think Hamler is still is still a possibility for them in the second round? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because I, I think Rager's more of like the lazy people that are just saying, oh, he's a speed guy, he's a stretch of field guy. Like, I think I think Rager's a, an ex receiver on the outside. Like, I think he can line up on the outside. I think he can separate. Like, I think Hamler can still line up in the slot. I think Hamler can line up anywhere. I think Hamler can return kicks still. I, I, I You can never have enough of these guys. Why limit yourself? I mean, you saw, you saw if you want to call, if you want to call Rager the small stretch of field guy, like the Tyree kill, you saw the Chiefs go and get Mecole Hardman to continue building with the speed like that. There's no reason you can't have more speed like that. No, I'd be on him. I, I said this before. I think Hamler <clears throat> in the second round is a much better pick if you take a guy in the first round to be an X. I think Hamler as, as your slot kind of all like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't field. say he's a, yeah, all over the field kind of guy yeah. um, is, is more effective. And I don't think you want that guy with your first pick only because you need him to be featured and, and take on the one, number one corners. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy with Hamler now. I would be at least and then if they had taken a position player, another a defensive player, say in that first round. So, um, 
yeah, I, I'm all in on Hamler. I don't think they're going to take him, but I am all in on him. Yeah, I would be surprised to see them go there, um, go back yeah. to back receiver. And just two kind of smaller speed guys, like you said, lazy comparison. But I know how he was, count, was commenting on Rieger kind of being that outside deep speed type yeah. of guy. So I would be you know, surprised to see them go there. But uh, I guess we'll find out in a few hours. All right, so um, we'll skip the first two picks, obviously. Joe Burr to Cincinnati, Chase Young to Washington. No surprise there. Um, three was where everyone was kind of excited. They were looking for that big trade-up that every beat told you was going to happen. And all these teams like the Falcons and the Broncos and all these trade-up teams, and nothing happened. The line stayed where they were. They picked Jeff Okuda at three. I think it was a home run for them. With that, I think that um, Okuda is the best corner class by a mile near the corner they didn't take Derek Brown so Lions fans should be pretty happy with that I think yeah Okuda was a slam dunk um obviously replacing Slay I think he was the best player on the board at that point best corner in the draft clearly and I think he's gonna be a pro bowl player for them early on um yeah and this was um so this was this was OT1 right OT1 OT1 Early OT1. Early OT1. Um, I actually went and tooted my own horn by tweeting a soundbite of our Spotify episode where I told you guys to take Andrew Thomas. I actually told you guys to get plus 700, where Fody dunked and said, no, get plus 1,500. Shop for your best line. Look, this this was awesome. This put a ton of money in our pockets. I know some people bet it closer to the draft because the steam really started picking up. Um, he was the most reliable option. He was the safest tackle and he's, and he's just good. Like, I mean, he's really good. Like sometimes safe, isn't the worst thing. Like I told you guys, this is a Gettleman pick. This is, I think a great pick for that offense. I love Thomas and another great player in our division food. Listen, we told you guys from day fucking one, Dave told you from day fucking one, this guy had a shot 15 to one. We gave you what a month ago, almost. Yep, and then we obviously we and then he never got to a point where he was a he was bad value. Like I, I think the highest I ever saw him to go first taken was plus three hundred, which even on on the, on the day of the draft, which was still ridiculous given the smoke that was coming out about him. Uh, there was never a bad. There, it was never like there were better lines, but there was never a bad line on this guy. We got fifteen to one. I got him again at six to one about three days ago, and then I also got fourteen to one. Shout out to Troy for for bringing that to our attention to so the second offense player taken. Um, that was a huge, huge ga- uh, bet for all of us. It was a big gamble, um, but we stuck to our guns, believed in it, followed the breadcrumbs. I mean, my thing was I put half a unit on the 15 to 1, and then as time went on, we added to it as smoke came out. Yep. Follow your bets. If if Do not be afraid to double down and continue to go up on your bets if you feel good about them. Um, it's not like You do not have to put the entirety of your bet at all, all in at once. Follow, like, put in a little bit, follow the breadcrumbs, get the value, and you're good money. Um yeah, so I'm. We were all. I mean, Thomas. We all Facetimed each other, and we're we're all fucking circle jerking and shit. But it was uh, an all-time gambling moment for us. Our best, probably our best, my best bet ever. I mean, we had Baker 15 to one the day before the draft, but I had way less money on that. I also it was one bet, and it was kind of a s- s- speculation. We were talking about Thomas for a month. So end yep. of rant. Very excited about that one. Yeah, that was the best. That was the best one for me last night for sure. Uh, one of my best ones ever. I was kind of late. I was the latest one on that. I did bet Thomas for a little bit, like you said, like, you know, putting a little bit out there on uh, first tackle going. I think I got it at, I think I got it at 10 to 1. And then the day before the draft, 
they had still his odds at second offensive player taken at 14 to one, which we went pretty big on that. So, um, yeah, that one, that was great. I was pretty hyped with that pick. Yeah. Um, hopefully, like I said, you guys got some more money in your pockets too. Um, moving right along here, the dolphins, this was my lock forever. They took Tua. They tanked for Tua. I never thought this was going to go another way. I always thought it was going to be Tua and Herbert here, uh, five and six. Dolphins, Chargers, no trades, um, and both quarterbacks go to a pretty predictable landing spot, food. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I thought Tua was – I bought into the Tua smoke, and that was dumb, dumb of me. Um, I thought he was going to fall a little bit, or at least um, Dolphins were going to pass on him. Uh, Dolphins played this as well as you can. I think Chris Greer showed how good of a GM he was yesterday. Yeah. Um, that organization is just stone cold. Awesome. They're going to be good for a, a number of years. They might have the best. Well, we'll get into that later, but uh, I mean, if they can shore up that O-line a little bit, they're going to be in an awesome spot to win probably seven, eight games next year. They might win the division next year. They're that good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're that talented on paper. So anyway, love to, I love the pick. Hopefully we are all, we're all rooting for him to stay healthy. I imagine. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, I think it was a slam dunk for Miami. I I would have been shocked if they took Herbert over him, even with all the smoke out there. I just Same. thought he would, he's just been the pick from day one. I've been saying it. I, I thought they might trade up for him still. Um, you know, I didn't know if they were going to be able to sit at five and get him because I didn't need to smoke out there. just didn't know how much. Um, so they were able to sit at five and get him, kept their, uh, their two firsts, and it's a great move for them. The Chargers, see what happens. I mean, obviously Herbert makes a ton of sense. Um, it looks like they're going to go with Tyrod this year. Um, at least to start the season. So Herbert will have some time and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I think people are underrating Herbert a little bit. I mean, I don't think he's great by any means, but I think he can play and I think he's going to get into an offense with some great weapons around him. And they seem like they're going to have a nice offensive line. Hopefully they add to that, but uh, giving up a second and third round pick for a linebacker kind of hurts the hurts helping to build that. But um, yeah, I like to move for both teams. You know, you get your quarterback early um, and then you have a team like Carolina who wants to get stuck kind of in that rebuild win now mode where they don't really know where they are. Um, and they take a guy like Derek Brown. Um, solid pick. Uh, I don't think he's a top 10 player. I think um, Ken Law is better, but I, I understand it completely. Um, this was a fun pick here. Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals. Um Let's see if they can botch this one again, food. Yeah, I mean, Simmons is the kind of guy that you can't blame any team. I mean, after two, how do you get mad at a team for taking Isaiah Simmons? So right. I probably would have gone offensive tackle, but, I mean, Simmons is going to be awesome for them. I mean, they got uh, they got three studs on that defense now, um, and along with the decent line. I mean, that linebacker group that was the worst in football two years ago is probably now one of the top three, four units in the league. So happy for them. I have it for Simmons. Hopefully it works out. There. Simmons we're, is we're safety. All, oh, is safety. So oh, sorry. Totally yeah, yeah. Yeah. But. Also, story, one of the storylines of the draft outside of the players was Cliff Kingsbury's like cocaine bachelor pad. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> dude, what that the is, hell was that? That's just unbelievable. <laughs> it, dude. He took that Texas Tech buyout money and put a down payment on the nicest house in Phoenix <laughs> right think, away. I think the like, most depressing part about this now is now that we can't stack every tight end against the Cardinals on DraftKings every week. Uh, now that they have a guy like Simmons and even like Jordan Hicks to try and take away tight ends, the, the Cardinals were the easiest spot to exploit against a tight end in DraftKings. It's going to be really upset. We can't go back there. Yeah, no, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pulling for uh, for Wills. I know me and Fody had, had the Wills under eight and a half. Um, I was on that for a while, so that was one of our, one of our misses. I thought they were going to go offensive tackle. thought it would have been Wills. 
But yeah, Will's Simmons, just felt like a Simmons, good fit. Simmons falling into their lap. Man, even Will's or Wirfs. I was shocked to see Wirfs just, just fall like this, man. I, I, yeah, I know Wirfs is a great prospect. Wirfs fall was surprising. Uh, but I, Isaiah Simmons, I thought, you know, if he's there, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, Troy, take us into the next one since you were all over this from day one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is this is mine. Uh, C.J. Henderson, Jacksonville Jags at nine. I've uh, been on this train for a while. I thought he was going to go in the top 10. I thought Jacksonville would be the team to do it. They lost Jalen Ramsey. I think C.J. Henderson is a super clean prospect. Um, checks all the boxes. Yep. We got that. We got those odds at plus 700 for yep. top 10 um, a few weeks, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago maybe. And his over-under was sitting at 16.5 for a long time. Uh, I was on that under. It moved to 12.5, then it moved to 10.5, and, and then kind of back up to 12.5. To and hovering in that range for a while um i took a shot on his top five at plus ten thousand you know five or ten bucks to win a thousand so whatever that was took a shot there we obviously didn't hit that but uh we all made out on this one pretty well this was i mean this was awesome by troy he called this out very early saw the smoke um and it made a lot of sense um because if the jags didn't take him atlanta was probably gonna move up to take him so it was a good pick but this was probably our best Bet only because of the timing. The next day it was plus 150, right? I mean, yeah. I think we got we got basically, you know, it's like taking a, a, a 15 point underdog, and then the next day it's like they're three point or two or three point underdogs. It's like that's the kind of difference we're talking here yeah. over 12 hours or whatever it was. So great job by Troy uh, on that one. And then uh, obviously, you know, we all made out after he went nine yesterday. So happy times. Um, great pick here. I still thought this should have been worse, but the Browns go with J- uh, Jedrick Wills. Browns putting the offensive line together. Really no excuse why this offense uh, shouldn't take off food unless uh, Baker falls apart again. I was surprised they didn't go worse. Yeah, and I know Troy can probably speak to this more because I know I know Troy um, was a little bit more on Wills. Why do you think they went Wills over worse, Troy? Uh, well, a lot of people were projecting – more uh, a little closer to the draft we're starting to think worse is a more of a guard now cleveland i thought was a little bit of a weird fit for wills because they did sign conklin and wills obviously projects immediately yeah, as a right tackle a right, but conklin's a right yeah i think I, I don't think they'll have any problem with wills at left tackle i really don't i think he's that good he'll be able to slide in day one and start left tackle um he has played it before primarily played on the right side but he has played left before and i think he's the best lineman in the draft i think it was a slam dunk um, I am surprised Wirfs fell to 13, but I'm not surprised. I, I think Will's falling to 10 was, was a fall, too. Uh, I'm surprised he fell out of the top eight because, like I said, I thought he was the best tackle in the draft. I would not have been surprised if the Giants took him at four at all, and I think it was a slam dunk for Cleveland. Yeah, the way I looked at it was I thought the three, I thought Wills, Wirfs, and Thomas would be top 10. I thought Mecky was going to have a, um, some sort of a slide, and he really didn't. Um, I know Fody was saying for a while that the Jets were taking offensive tackle. They signed three offensive linemen in free agency. Now they add Mecky to the group, and it looks like they're trying to finally put a line in front of Darnold. We knew Joe Douglas likes to build in the trenches, and Mecky's a pretty good pick here, Food. Yeah, Beckton was my uh, – Beckton's the, the guy I think – if he's the best player in this class in five years, I don't think I'd be surprised at all. I think, um, you, you know, he's just – he has the potential to be an Orlando Pace, Tyron Smith-level player. Yeah. He's that athletic. He's that big. He's that competitive. Uh, I don't care at all about his failed tests. I mean, 
I don't. I mean, he's raw, but like he's not. Like you see some of the plays on tape, and you're just like, holy fuck, this is like he's moving people. Like they're just pool noodles. It's crazy. So I, I mean, I, I love the pick. Um, I, I hopefully Darnold has his guy uh, for forever. I mean, the Jets need to add a receiver in the second round, but they should have no problem doing that. Uh, this this one was surprising to me. Like you said, I, I thought a fall was coming. I really didn't think he was going to go over Werfs. I thought this was one of the most surprising picks in the draft, honestly. I thought this was a wide receiver. Um, yeah, also that. Definitely thought that was a possibility. But, um, I mean, like you said, Beckton's upside is it's there, man. He's He's got everything you want. Yeah, um, I had a Henry Ruggs uh, to the Jets ticket at plus 800, and I was one pick off. Uh, I'm not surprised at all by this. The Raiders going Ruggs first um, because he's the fastest player in the draft, and these teams just crave speed. Um, I think Ruggs is kind of deemed as just a speed receiver, too. I think he can do a lot of good things. I don't think he can do what Judy or CD can do, but obviously he's faster and his um, – potential in his ceiling is so high um i think gruden and mayock are gonna love a guy like rugs and i think this is a great pick for them troy um i mean i was i was surprised i really was uh me and dave we were kind of talking about this the day of the draft where we were kind of getting off the rugs in the top three receiver tier yep we were kind of getting off that train it was kind of cd and judy well cd really won by himself but then judy in the next tier and then rugs in the tier after that. Yeah. Um, no, but um, we were talking like kind of CD Judy in their own tier, and then rugs kind of in the next tier with Jefferson, Rieger, Mims, all those guys. So I, I was really surprised. I thought they needed a, a true number one. Um, I know Fody likes rugs a little bit more than we did. Um, he thinks he has that potential. I kind of see him more as, you know, more as just a speed guy. Um, obviously a good player, but I was I was surprised he's the first receiver going. I really was. Um, did you guys have rugs tickets for first receiver taken or did you just have the Jets ticket, Dave? Um, I just had the Jets, but I was leaning uh, to him going first, but I just didn't see the value really in the line, so I just backed off. Yeah, by the, by the time by the time I was considering it, the line wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, gotcha. You wanted a little earlier, and the odds were great. I don't know. I don't know exactly what you got. But... I got I got three I got three fifty. Uh, so okay. I'm happy with that. Obviously, um, that one hit, so that was more money for us, uh, which was great. Um, but that was up to, I mean, it was 300 as early as yesterday. It was not like that line was like some crazy value, but uh, I, I love the player Been touting him for a long time. Hate the fit. I don't think that he's, a, he can step in as a, I don't want to give him true number one responsibilities day one. Um, I also think that the two quarterbacks in Las Vegas are just, I mean, we can call them cowards if you'd like, they're not, they don't throw the ball deep. Uh, he's going to open things up a little bit for that offense, which is nice, but I mean, they're a team similar to the Eagles where they kind of needed a, a guy who was going to catch 70 balls for them. Ruggs is not going to be that guy, at least not for a little while. So um, I, I didn't like the fit, but I like the player. I think I believe in him. Um, I don't think you're going to hear much from him this year, but I think once they improve the quarterback situation, uh, they'll be in a good spot. For, uh, he'll be in a good spot. Um, which our, our next pick, I think a lot of us, uh, all three of us might have this as a steal of the draft. I, I, I certainly do. Um, Tristan Wirfs to the Bucks. I, I had him as my number one tackle to, in the fall of 13. Bucks made an easy little trade up to get him. I think it was a great fit. Yeah, so this was the first trade of the draft. Um, and it's funny because at one point I, I, I took notes of like some things that stuck out. And, and for the most part, I thought it was pretty clean, the presentation, everything I was, ex I was hoping, expecting for a lot more glitches and mistakes and stuff like that. But 
at one point when this trade was in, the board said um, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay for 13 and 14. And we started losing our mind thinking they kept they kept their pick like it wasn't a swap. And we thought they were going to back to back picks. But then it, it finally uh, got out of the lag spike, I think, and, and flipped uh, to San Fran. But, yeah, this was this was Brady loving this. Uh, arguably the best tackle in the draft. And Tampa Bay's offense is scary. Troy. Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much covered it. Slam dunk pick makes a ton of sense. Best player, best player available. Um, cool. Yeah, not much to touch on there. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see San Fran go defensive tackle here with Ken Law, and I and I understand they traded Buckner, and I understand it was a need. Um, there was a beat writer I know, me and Fody were talking about that. I heard that's pretty plugged in with the Niners, who was extremely adamant on them not taking defensive tackle, that them definitely taking a receiver, and what they do go defensive tackle. They took Ken Law. Um, this defense is ridiculous. He just adds to that front. Uh, I don't think they're going to skip a beat losing Buckner. Buckner, I love Ken Law. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I, I actually thought it was going to be Kinlaw when they were on the clock. I really did. Um, I thought the value was great. Him and Brown were kind of in their own tier there, uh, defensive tackle. I thought it was really between him and uh, one of the receivers. But losing Buckner, they I mean, they clearly value that defensive front, and rightfully so. I mean, they got him to the Super Bowl. So I thought Kinlaw was a great pick for them. Immediately replaces Buckner and saves them $20 million on the cap. So I thought it was a great move for them. I, I love yeah. like I love look sorry to interrupt you but I love looking no, back in old text and I and I just pulled up I just searched rugs in my inbox because I know we've talked about this a million times and there's a text from Thursday February 27th and it's from Foodie he sends a screenshot from Points Bay he goes rugs plus 700 to be first wide receiver drafted I can't bet it because of where I am but y'all can I would do it now and obviously none of us do it he said seven to one for a consensus top three guy who blew away everyone in the 40 and uh, Foodie was right on so. Guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that's why I think I didn't bet the rugs either because he was seven <laughs> at one point. And then I look at his and I'm like, I don't want to do this now. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, man. I mean, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, it's always nice to um, get things a little early. So that was in February, obviously. So that's pretty nice. But um, just on Kinlaw, uh, big fan of his alma mater, all that kind of stuff. I think John Lynch has really proven himself to be a really good GM, uh, which was a huge shock, I think, to all of us. Moving back one spot, picking up a fourth for the same player. Uh, he did this with Trubisky, too, and Solomon Thomas. I think picked up a bunch of picks and it, absolutely zero risk. Like, like they talk about there's some zero risk. like the, Zero risk because he's, he's probably asking them who they're taking or at least knows. If, so good job by Lynch on the trade back there. We all love Ken Law. Um, yeah, Niners keep chugging along. They're going to be right back in it next year, I think. Yeah, um, so wide receiver two is um, off the board here. Food. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are Broncos fans. Super happy for them. Judy's going to be awesome there. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it, it, staying at 15, getting a t- getting Judy, who's I think was probably the best fit of all three for that team. Um, the combination of speed, route running, um, production, all those things. So uh, that offense should take off next year. I mean, they, they can get a, another lineman to shore up the line. I think they'll be in really good shape. They got studs all over the field. I'm a Drew Lock guy. Uh, I wasn't until last year. Can't not be. What? Yeah. I mean, come on. So I think that I, I, as much as Fangio hates him, I think that he's actually going to do well with that team. So um, Broncos offense should be in the top half of the league next year. Uh, It's not even better than that. Just a quick uh, shout out to a friend of the pod, uh, Woody Page, for nailing uh, Judy Judy to the Broncos. Said it was going to be a trade up, but uh, he ends up being – Ends up hitting a nail right on the head with Judy uh, falling to them at 15. Um, 
So this is at the point where all Eagles fans went absolutely batshit crazy because the Falcons are on the clock. Um, CD Lamb's still there. He's five picks away. Everyone just completely throws out the fact about how all the Falcons wanted to do is trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up. So all of a sudden, everyone thinks they were just going to trade back for some reason. Um, they stay where they are. They take uh, Terrell, who seems like it was their guy. They didn't really, we're assuming, didn't want to move off of uh, 16. And they get a corner to replace uh, Trufant, who they lost. Yeah, the Terrell tape, um, and many scouts are saying this, if you just don't watch the games, he's a great player. Um, but you just have to ignore the actual tape itself <laughs> and just throw out like the, the actual fact that he played football. Um, look, I, I, I don't think he was very good. I watched a decent amount of Clemson last year. Um, but you know, it's, he had a good combine, I, I suppose good interviews. And I mean, the youth, it's one of those things where the youth athleticism, blue blood school, they all just kind of, kind of come together and, um, it's what it is. I mean, the Falcons, <laughs> the, like, Nobody's expecting Terrell to make their defense better next year. Not one, like uh, maybe maybe Dimitrov might be one of five people on earth who, who feels that way. So him, Dabo Sweeney, and like Terrell's family are probably the only people. So anyway, long story short, weird pick, but I mean that was kind of expected, I guess. I mean, yeah. You know, so um, I don't know. I don't yeah. want to talk about this next one. So I mean, Troy. Uh, yeah, we touched on it a little bit. Um, obviously, real quick on Terrell, I think Atlanta wanted to move up for Henderson and just really didn't have an opportunity. And it feels like whenever a team is locked in on a guy like that and he goes, they just make a panic pick at the same position. That's same just not position. as good. Yep. It's just not as good. And they just reach for somebody. Yep. And um, like I said, they wanted to get Henderson, but I don't think, well, Carolina is not going to trade with them in their division. I don't think Arizona wanted to move away from Simmons. And then Henderson went nine to the Jags. So they just sat there and they took the next best corner on their board, who isn't very good in our opinion, but um yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's obviously a need for them, and they like them. So moving on to 17, this was obviously my favorite pick of the draft. Um, we took CD Lamb finally. We got the player that I wanted for once. Um, I was screaming for him. I would have been basically disgusted with any other player at this point. Yeah. Um, I didn't want Chase on. I didn't want Murray here. I didn't want McKinney here. Um, so, I mean, it was a slam dunk. I'm really glad they did it. Everyone, everyone was talking about – everyone was, like, kind of making – you know, joking around about Jerry being by himself for the draft and not being able to get talked out of things. And I don't know if any of that is true at all, but I could have seen this going the other way. I actually felt more confident that he was drafting by himself because I could have, I could have seen him getting talked out of taking a wide receiver because it wasn't one of our needs. We needed defense, and I would have been pissed off if that happened. Dude, he was probably getting a blowjob from a hooker sniffing coke off the coke line off her ass he when he looked was. up and saw CD on the board still and probably freaked the hell out. <laughs> and I mean, he, he looked he looked if it, if it would have been Chase on, he just looked so happy and it just looked like a pick that was I, I was pretty hopeful. It looked like a pick that was you know a, a star move. And yeah, McCarthy was smiling too. Like McCarthy's not smiling if it's not killing smiling if it's <laughs> no. Yeah, like you could tell right away. And, and as an Eagles fan. You're just watching the seconds tick off the clock, and then <laughs> and that was the double whammy. And I, I had to say, like, right. I wanted Lamb so bad, and then at the same time, if we pass on him and the Eagles get him, like it's gonna haunt us. And I was, you know, I was dreading that thought. But seeing seeing Jerry Jones happy uh, was awful. Um, it, it's funny, Troy. It was like the year that Manziel was in the draft, yeah. had Jerry been by himself, they would have had Manziel. Yeah. So it just worked out for you guys that the, the draft that he wasn't actually a good player fell to them. So um, 
happy for you, very upset, but you know, whatever. Uh, I'm past it. Not really. I'm still fucking pissed about it, but whatever. <laughs> um, um, well, we got yeah, Austin next, Jackson here at 18. Yeah, next couple picks uh, got a little interesting. Uh, Austin Jackson went 18 to the Dolphins. Um, we told you guys on our last podcast he was a player that was buzzing. He was a name that was rising upwards. Um, Jeremiah said, don't be surprised if you saw him top 15. He goes 18 here to Miami. Um, Miami investing in the quarterback and investing in a tackle. You got to you gotta respect it. Oakland goes way off the board like they did last year for Cleveland Farrell, and they take Damon Arnett, who was a mostly second-round grade for everyone. Um, the Raiders just said, we don't care. Uh, we're going to take him. Um, there's questions that if he even likes football. He has locker room issues. He can cover them, man. He can make plays on the ball. A lot of things to like couple questions. Um, Troy's boy goes at 20. Kalevon Chason to the Jaguars. Jags with a pretty nice haul. Uh, CJ Henderson and Kalevon Chason, two nice young pieces a bit on the defense. The Eagles now on the clock at 21 take Jalen Rager. Um, like I said, anyone that knows me knows I was a Rager guy. I have been for a while. Um, it's tough as an Eagles fan to sit here and say that because people just assume, oh, no, you're just saying that because the Cowboys got – um, CD Lamb. It's not true. I mean, I've loved Rager for a while. I think he's exactly what this offense needed. Um, and I think he can do a lot of great things. Um, I trust Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson to get the best out of him. And that's what you got to do when you have a great coach and a great quarterback. Um, right after, just right up all the other Eagles fans' asses that really want Jefferson, the Vikings take Justin Jefferson. Um, I kind of like the fit here. And I think Jefferson's going to end up being a pretty good player here, food. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think the one takeaway from the Jefferson pick was how racist uh, Eagles fans are on Twitter when they saw uh, Rick, Spie- uh, Rick, Rick Spielman, the uh, GM of the, the Vikings. Yeah. He's uh, his adopted kids. Saw some real problematic tweets out there, so clean it up, <laughs> folks. That was pretty bad. Um, I actually love the Jefferson fit in Minnesota, I think, for for what they want to do and what Cousins is, um, which is basically getting bounced in the second round every year. Yes. Uh, he's going to be a great fit there. Um, you you want to go conservative as possible when you, have, when you just need to get over the hump. Um, you want to make sure that you don't take any risks and don't make any moves that could possibly get you over that hump. So love the Jefferson pick for that reason. No, in all seriousness, he's going to be a good fit. There. He's, 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 I said before the draft, he was a lot like Thielen, um, in, in, in good ways. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, to have two of those guys, you gotta be pretty happy. Yeah. I'm with you there. I think Minnesota was the right fit for, for Jefferson. Uh, I do see the Thielen comparison and, it just felt like Cousins didn't trust Diggs in those spots, and I think Jefferson's a more reliable guy. I think he's going to fit well there. I think this was also one of the biggest problems with Eagle fans is how fast the Vikings turned this card in, apparently. That's all I'm hearing about on the radio today. Oh, it took, them less, than, like, the it took them less than 30 seconds to put the pick in and yeah. take Jefferson. So Eagles fans are also freaking out about that because um, I guess Minnesota felt like he fell into their lap, and I guess he did. I mean, it's kind of who they – a lot of mock drafts had them going there. People thought they'd have to move up for them, and they didn't have to. So, yeah, this was this was moving on. This was my probably my least favorite move of the first round. Um, I was I was happy with the Chargers taking Herbert at six um, because I feel like if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you should be taking shots at them every year. Um, to spend a great second and a great third to get up into the back end of the first round with the Patriots to take Kenneth Murray, a linebacker. I, like the defense was already very talented. Um, 
I even think Queen could have did better for them here. I, I just I did not understand this at all, especially for the capital they gave up. Um, and I know Food will definitely agree with this. Yeah, I mean, don't like the player, don't like the trade up. Just just a horrible move. Probably my worst, like my least favorite. Not my least favorite pick per se, as much as my least favorite move in general. Yeah. Um, I know Troy's higher on Murray. I know both of you guys are higher on Murray. I'm not a big fan of his, but um, I'm happy for Ken Murray. Uh, I think he's a really good dude. So I'm, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him. Um, and then, like I was saying, he's on an irrelevant ass team now, so like I don't have to root against him. Um, but I, I just I didn't like the Chargers drafts at all. I think give, you, spending your first three picks on Herbert and a linebacker are, is just awful in my opinion, especially when you're picking as high as you are and you don't have a ton of picks. Anyway, uh, Chargers are gonna stay Chargers. I, I, and I like Telesco. I said before, I said on a prior draft uh, pod, I think he's done a really good job there. This draft I, I did not agree with, but you know, I'm sure this will be the one where both guys are stars and I look like a fucking idiot. So we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm I'm the only one that liked the move out of us. Um, you like the trade up? Second and third? I don't, I, the first? I, don't, I don't think they overpaid at all. I don't. They, they didn't overpay up, for the they pick. They moved up third, I, I thirteen mean, spots to get into the first round and gave up a third round pick to do it. I mean, I don't think I don't think they overpaid at all. For a I love Kenneth. No, I love the player though. I think his value is good. Yeah. I think the Kenneth, trade wasn't an overpay. It was actually pretty fair. It was, it was, it was yeah, pretty I, decent I think deal. If, if anything, they got a better better value on the trade as far as you know, just as a from a chart perspective, um, I don't know the exact value points or anything like it that. Was, it was almost even. It was like a little bit more for the pass, but that was it. Okay. And they go back that far and not get as much as they did. I was a little surprised. But, I, I mean, coming up for that player was more my issue. I didn't really give a shit about the value on the trade. It was fine. Um, yeah, but when you I, only have seven picks. I have picks, no problem with the player there. I thought he was more than worth the 23rd pick. Um, yeah. you know, he was Helped our Big 12 bet, too. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, when, when Murray went, um, this got me to three. And this was my biggest lock. This was my favorite draft prop bet. Um, every episode of the podcast you heard, you heard me harping on this prop bet. Um, the juice was minimal for the most part. You always could get a great line up to draft night. Um, and Rieger going helped because uh, we knew we had CD. We knew we had Ken Murray. Um, so at 23, we're sitting on three and we needed one more. Um, it comes a little bit down the line, but. At 24, you guys know how much I love Cesar Ruiz. And good teams like the Saints do make good moves like this. Um, I love the fear. You're New Orleans Saints. I'm not happy he went here, but um, the Saints really just make a great pick at 24. Uh, hate the Saints. Uh, I hate that they got a good player. Yep. I'm not gonna, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I mean, we, we, we were – our love of Ruiz, especially days, was very well documented. So, I mean – Troy, you got anything on this? No, nah, I mean, we pretty much thought he was a consensus first-rounder, so this is the range I thought he would go in. Saints make sense. Good pick. Yeah, so um, with our other prop that Troy had, uh, the Pac-12 over, uh, we hit it right here at 25. We had room to spare. Um, it was over two and a half. We knew we were getting Herbert. Uh, we were all fairly confident we were getting Austin Jackson, too, so we're walking into this draft saying he got two, and on draft day, which was yesterday – this prop was off the board. So DraftKings took this down. Um, they got just buried again. And the Niners, they did the Niners trade up here? Yeah, they did. They, did. they, they trade up and they get Brandon Ayuk. Um, just going to be a nightmare teamed up with Debo Samuel for Kyle Shanahan. Um, the yak is going to be out of control. Uh, I think this is a really nice spot for him, Food. Yeah, same. Uh, happy for Ayuk finding a good spot. Wasn't crazy about him in Philly, but I think he's going to do well in San Fran, just kind of given the way they, they operate there. 
Um, they'll, they'll play to his strengths, which I, I like a lot. Um, as far as the Pac-12 bet, uh, shout out to you guys on that one. I, I kind of had some blind faith there and just went for it, even though I didn't really see it. Um, and uh, you guys you guys nailed that one. So um, made me some money. And you guys made some money on that as well. Hopefully the listeners made money on it. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. I'm a fan of Ayuk. Uh, I don't think 21 I would have been stoked, but I'm a fan of his. I like I like his game. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm a big Ayuk fan. thought it was a great pick for them. I did not see him getting out of the first round, which is part of the reason why I like that bet. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we all thought Austin Jackson was going to go, and I did not see Ayuk getting out of the first round at all. So, um, they, well, San Francisco, good. No, I was just going to say two things with the Niners that I was surprised with was, so they traded back a little bit to get the fourth rounders. I thought trading back from 31 was a lock. Mm-hmm. So they trade up and they use the fourth rounder they got to, to go do it plus another pick, which they did. They don't have any picks today, yeah. nor on, in the fourth round. So that just shows what they thought of Ayuk. I mean, every rumor was right. they're moving back. And Shanahan comes out and says, we thought about him at 13. Yeah. Um, so they were in love with this guy. And, and obviously, you know, they, they made a commitment that shows that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Ayuk is going to be Ayuk is a dynasty uh, pick that's going to fall a little bit further than he probably should because people are going to look at that offense and spread the ball around. But they don't move up for a guy like that that they that they don't love, um, in my opinion, in the spot they were in. So that's yeah, my, I uh, my. I think that they thought they had two pretty glaring holes on the team. It was defensive tackle after Buckner left and wide receiver, and they felt like they could get two day one starters at the position and are okay sacrificing the rest of the draft to do it. So yeah, just a quarterback away now. <laughs> and, and speaking of a quarterback, uh, Green Bay comes up to get Jordan Love. Uh, they just, again, neglect to get Aaron Rodgers, another receiver. Um, I'm wondering if Ayuk was going to be the pick, um, if he would have made it there. Who knows? They go quarterback. We don't even know if he's any good, but they're going to hope it's the whole Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers passing the torch kind of thing. Um I don't have anything else to say on that. Do you guys? Awful pick, awful idea. I, I don't think this is going to work out at all. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, love the drama. I think Rodgers is going to really <laughs> stir the pot up a little bit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, 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 Rodgers is going to end up being the, the least liked quarterback of this generation after this is all said and done, I think. I I, I mean, he his family hates him. Uh, he's, his kids. He's <laughs> standoffish. Um, he kind of is under, I mean, for a guy that's talented, he should have won more than one Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, I don't see him winning another one. Maybe he does. I don't know. Well, his, but, coach, um, his coach didn't help him. That's now. No, but you know, Rogers is probably the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Maybe Mahomes probably passed him now, but prime Rogers was just the most incredible player I've ever seen. Um, long story short, I, I, I think this was two years too early. Um, I don't think he should, cause even with Favre, I don't think he was thir- 37 at least till they replaced him. And I mean, um, and Rodgers was a much better prospect. He was supposed to go number one. He was in play for number one and just dropped. Love was – this was where he was supposed to go, if not if not later. So I, baffling move to me, but we'll see. Maybe it works out. Um, yeah, I, uh, are, are we all done on that one? Yeah, I think we're done there. Um, the next couple of picks, a pretty interesting one here with Seattle, uh, taking Jordan Brooks, linebacker, Texas Tech. This got us big to the over on our Big 12. Um, did not think this was going to be the guy to do it, but another one that was gaining steam late. Um, Zerline was tweeting about him. I know, uh, Mel Kuyper as well. Uh, the fact that he went over Patrick Queen is crazy to me who goes the following pick to the Ravens, which is just a money spot. And the Ravens roster is out of control. Um, Isaiah Wilson, 29 of the Titans. I don't like Isaiah Wilson. I don't think he's any good. Um, 
The Titans even need a tackle? I honestly didn't even, didn't even well, know. They lost they, Con- they lost Conklin. They They're lost Conklin. Slated to start against Kelly right now, so I would think they do. Um, <laughs> that was like a sneaky need for them. No one was really mocking them to tackle. No, that's true. You saw a lot of defensive ends. You saw cornerback, some receivers. You didn't see tackle there a lot. Dude, it just felt like it felt like this NFL just scripted this for the Ravens to get Patrick Queen. Like everyone just Every just, mock draft had him go in there pretty much too. Everyone said like this guy, he's just a Raven. And yeah. Seattle just takes Jordan Brooks over Patrick Queen just so that Baltimore can get him. It, it, it's just I don't know. That made no sense to me. I thought Patrick Queen there was a steal for the Ravens. Yeah, thirty gets us back to the window again with Fody's boy. Um we had had this Auburn prop over one and a half players selected. You knew you were getting Derek Brown, so you just needed one more. And uh, Noah Igbahogany, is that how they call it? That's, the that's right, yeah. Goes to the yeah. Dolphins. Love the upside pick here. Um, I was FaceTiming Fody right away. We were really excited about this one. Yeah, this is our Auburn bet. In the Auburn bet, we actually lost juice on. So I was a little nervous about that one. Don't like losing juice on bets. Um, and then, uh, but I actually thought Marlon Davidson, as the draft got closer, was more likely. Yeah. And then this also hit our over four and a half corners, which was getting a little bit sweaty. Um, I mean, we kind of had a good feeling about Minnesota, but still, it was getting a little sweaty. Uh, and uh, so that was a huge, huge pick for us. Very excited. Very happy for for uh, it's been a, a Noah. Um, I think he's, I think that Miami secondary is dominant. Um, they're going to be awesome this year. They're going to be a fun team to follow. Oh, just all in all, love this pick. Uh, what do you think, Troy? Yeah, I mean, obviously I liked it, uh, you know, from betting perspective. Um, I thought it was a little bit of a reach. I would have went Gladney over Noah, you know, whatever. I, I would have took Fulton over him. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a little bit – Fody liked him more than we did, I think. Uh, yeah. Definitely liked him more than I did. Um, I like Gladney there. I think Fulton would have been a little bit of a better pick. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense. He's got upside. Um, he's a little raw right now, but um, – you know, it's I guess I guess they're going to go with this, you know, play him in the slot primarily because, you know, they got Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. So they're loading up on corner, want to cover guys. And, you know, that's a you know huge strong point for them now. There's their secondary. And I guess they felt he was a better fit in the slot than Gladney or, or Fulton was. Yeah, with you guys um, I, I, on the player, I, I'm taking the athleticism at corner over. Um, over anything else. Uh, he's a young athletic player, re- recently transferred to corner from receiver as a, as a recruit. Big, ju- I, I like his, I, I mean, he, I like his game a lot. He's the kind of guy, I think as far as guys who are going to improve from, from draft day to year four, he's probably going to have the biggest kind of rise in that sense, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see. Gladney, the next pick, this was always going to be a corner. Uh, we always felt good about that. Gladney uh, makes a lot of sense. He wears purple, which the Vikings always draft guys who wear purple for some reason. Um, with the twice again this year, um, a little older, but really refined guy. Uh, you know, um, we're all big fans of Gladney. Obviously his, his age is, is the only real concern. That's also why he fell. He probably would have been the third cornerback off the board otherwise. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any take on this? No, I'm just waiting for the, uh, cherry on top food at 32. We sure are. Are we not? So, um, here's, here's the story of how last night went. So I was on a stream. They had cable. So I was a little behind them all, all, the entire time. So whenever I felt my phone going off, I knew something was going on. So I see one text from Dave that just said Fode, and I was like, something's going to happen here. I assumed it was Jalen Hurts and someone's moving up for him. And the, the pick was in. I'm like, who the fuck could this even be? Clyde never really entered my mind, only because I had heard they liked Swift. Then the pick comes in. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 32, had him 20-1 to be the first running back taken. I don't, want to gloat, I don't want to gloat on this. 
But I do want to mention that a lot of the sharp draft guys had the same bet. I had it before they did. I just want to put that out there. You did. 20 to 1, Clyde Edwards Solaire, first running back taken. There's it got down to three to one yesterday, I believe. Um yes. guys look, Andy Reid compared him to Brian Westbrook, and I love that comp. In the modern NFL, you look at who's available and you look at what you can get every single year. And Clyde Edwards Lair is the only guy that I say is we, you can't find him in any other draft or many other drafts, I should say. Um, the Chiefs always seemed like a really logical fit. Mahomes wanted him. Reed wanted him. Uh, Beach wanted him. They were all super excited. So Josh Norris tweeted out a video today talking about how excited Andy Reid still gets despite being in the league for almost 30 years. And it's true. I mean, the guy, he, he was so happy to have Clyde Edwards Lair on his team. And he was just so I love seeing Andy Reid happy. It's one of the NFL's, you know, biggest treats. I know Troy, Troy agrees. Um, but uh, I don't mind it anymore. But yeah. But no, anyway, long story short, I, I mean, love the fit, love the pick. Running back's always a little bit of reach in the first round, but uh, made us a lot of money. Made me a lot of money at least. Um, so uh, yeah, this capped off what was ended up being a legendary betting night um, for all of us. This actually um, killed me. I had under 0.5 running backs in the first round. Oh, actually, yeah, this one stung a little bit, but I was happy. I, was happy. I, didn't, I didn't have that much. I didn't have that much money on it, so I didn't care. I honestly wanted it for you with twenty to one. It was like oh, I appreciate it. was like plus two forty, and I put like thirty bucks on it, so I didn't care. Um, obviously, I you know rather you hit that for whatever you hit it for twenty to one. Gotcha, gotcha. But I mean, um, well, appreciate Kansas that. Kansas City was in a spot yeah. where they could kind of afford to take a, a long. This, this was the biggest long shot I think any of us got. Yeah. Yeah. This was the biggest long shot I think any of us got. Um, and then we got 15 to one. I was 14 to one. Yeah, they were they were the biggest ones. Yeah. So overall, I'd say it was a really profitable draft. Um, that it a was lot of, a lot of good things. Um, a lot of pretty cool picks. A lot of interesting storylines to move on with. Um, I I don't know if we say this every year, but the players that are available in the second round look like amazing to me. Like, I think there's just insane talent at the top of the second round here. Um, there's there's huge names. I mean, even in the ta- – there's tackles like Josh Jones and Ezra Cleveland that were pretty much virtual first-round players. Um, defensive linemen like Blacklock, Yetter Grossmatos, A.J. Epinesa. Hopefully we don't have to go there. Um, there's still a ton of wide receivers in our boy Denzel Mims. Um, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chenault, Michael Pittman, uh, K.J. Hamler. There's three, four great running backs, Swift, Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. Um, there's quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason. So there's a ton of talent still left on the board. Um, real quick, I kind of want to run through some of these props that FanDuel has open, and it's uh, kind of looks like the next quarterback draft, the next running back draft, the next wide receiver. I think wide receiver is pretty interesting. Um, can either of you guys – uh, predict who the favorite is right now. Minus one ten to be the next wide receiver drafted. I would say Mims, but be my guess. That would be my guess. So Mims is second at plus one seventy. The favorite to be the first, next wide receiver drafted is T Higgins. Wow. Um, I can't say I agree with it, but I do understand it. I mean, you have the a first couple teams with a wide receiver need, of course. I mean, Cincinnati could for sure take a wide receiver. Uh, the Colts definitely need one. Um. I think Higgins kind of fits what they want to do, although I think Mims is better. Um, a nice name to maybe look out for is like a Michael Pittman, who is uh, plus 500 on Fanduel right now. He was a guy that was really buzzing as of late um, that a lot of teams liked, and I think he could go pretty early in the second round. You might have a chance to get, make some money on this. Yeah, um, with you, Dave. Uh, like that one a lot. 
my side doesn't have any. I'd like to contribute more if I could, but my side doesn't have anything up yet. Um, If you can get Hertz over Eason at a decent price, I would take that. Uh, That's just some things to look for. I think the first pick coming out here, I I think Gross Matos is a really good fit. Um, I I know Troy's praying it's not Epinesa. We kind of owe Troy an apology. Uh, We we both were on his ass about Epinesa going in the first round, and he was right. That being said, he's not out of the woods yet. Uh, he got it 34 and a half, right, Troy? Yeah, I got 34 and a half. So we got. So he's still got a couple here. picks to sweat out, but but we'll give him the preliminary congrats on the first round stuff at least. So hopefully Epinesa falls past 34 and we can uh, celebrate the actual bet hitting. I think this first pick will be Yuya Gross Matos, and I think we're gonna go. We're gonna see either Pittman or Jalen Hurts come off the board at 34. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you there. I agree with the first couple picks. Uh, you know, like you said, hope it's not at Vanessa. Uh, very surprised Yator Grossmatis wasn't a first-round pick. I thought he was a first-round player all day. Uh, yeah. Xavier McKinney, another one. Very yeah, that's surprised. that's the very, one I was very most surprised about, he's that McKinney's there. in the second round right now. And, and I like think you said, could really see a team come up for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is when, this is kind of like that Landon Collins spot. He fell out of the first round. Safety was touted the first round. Giants moved up and got him. Yeah. You see something similar happening right now with, uh, with uh, McKinney there. But... So, yeah. Troy, I'll go to you real quick. Who are realistically who are who are some guys you're really looking at here in the second round? For for Dallas? Yes, for Dallas. Gross. Um, well, I'm expecting McKinney to be gone. I'm expecting Gross Matos to be gone. Yeah. Those guys are not gonna be there. Grant Delpit, I was kinda out on him early on. The more I watched him, the more I liked, I would be totally fine with that. I'm a little lower on Winfield than the than uh, most people. I don't think i mean i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't be mad about the pick but um i would rather have Delpit. i think chin's chin's a possibility as well any of the corners available at, at the top Diggs, fulton um jalen johnson would be one of my favorite picks available right now um it has to be i mean obviously it has to be defense they can't go anywhere else now that they already took a pick on offense they have to take right. corner they got to take safety they got to take d-line they have to go one of those positions uh, a lot of guys i if i had to make a prediction I think it's going to be Curtis Weaver because we take a Boise State player every year. And I'm not saying it as a joke. Like, I actually, like, would probably bet that it's Curtis Weaver if we had to pick his defensive end. He's, you know, touted to go in the second round, and he's from Boise State. So that would be my prediction. But I hope we don't go there. I'm not a huge fan of the player. Um, I like Julian Aquar from Notre Dame. I think he'd be a good option there. And some of the guys I'm looking at, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I've never seen an edge class and like in this is like the second round edge class is like a first round edge class. It really is. You talk about Epinesa, Bond, Gross Matos, um, uh, Uchi, um, yeah. Taylor, Lewis, uh, Aquara, Weaver. It's ridiculous how good the edge talent is. Um, the safety talent, you know, McKinney, Delpit, Chin, Winfield. Like, I mean, Troy mentioned all of those names. It, it's crazy how good those two positions are. Um, that's not to mention there's three good running backs in this round that are probably going to go. Um, there's a few, so there's some developmental quarterbacks. So I think you're going to, there's obviously a ton of receivers. I think those are the, the four positions, five positions you're going to see come up the board a lot in the second round. Um, and then I think you're going to see some tackled, uh, O-line depth in the third, uh, if I had to predict how today's going to go. So that's, um, and then also Gallimore, Blacklock, um, are a couple, uh, defensive tackles that are really good. I think Blacklock is another guy who could go with this next pick and it wouldn't be an issue at all. Awesome player there. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good defensive tackles left. Honestly, kind of yeah. stuck my mind no, for a right. second. But Blacklock, Gallimore, Marlon Davidson, um, Jordan Elliott. There's a lot of, a lot of Matt Abuike. There's a lot of good players left on the board, man. The second, second and third round for defense is going to be 
I mean, I'm hoping all the running backs, all the receivers go off the board now, obviously. Push all the defensive players down. I think both of us are kind of rooting for that. Um, you know, both both teams, Eagles and Cowboys. Moving but, up just seems like such a bad strategy for both our teams. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Everyone's kind um, of saying, everyone like, you know, Cowboys Twitter is saying, move up for McKinney, move up for McKinney. And while I wouldn't be against it because I think he's a first-round player, I just don't think there's a need to do it right now. There's so many players. If there's if the run hit on defensive players and it went, you know, Epinesa, Zach Vaughn, McKinney, Delpit, Fulton just started ripping off the board and you wanted to move up and get one of your guys, it makes a little bit sen- a little bit more sense. But as of right now, I think you sit pat and, uh, you know, you take the best player available on your board. Cool. Draft, um, any- uh, just real quick, DraftKings has odds for the 33rd overall pick. So this is the first pick of the um, second round, obviously. Um, Josh Jones is a favorite at plus 300, followed by Ezra, Zach Vaughn, Gross Matos, Epinesa, T. Higgins, Mims, McKinney. Uh, Higgins and Mims at plus 2,000, I think is great. A great line right there. Could definitely see the uh, definitely see the Bengals getting a wide receiver for Joe Burrow, but offensive tackle is nice too. Um, what do they have, Ezra, his line at? Plus 700. See, I like, I like that, man. Really want to have fun. Lloyd Cushenberry. Lloyd Cushenberry is plus 3,300. That's Joe Burrow's center from LSU. It's a good one too. Wood Cincinnati. Wood Cincinnati try and reunite them too. Um, I don't know. Could be. Could have some nice line value there. Um, even guys like Christian Fulton at plus thirty three hundred. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of lines to look at and a lot of nice numbers. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got, guys. Um, want to thank everyone for for hopefully everyone followed our advice. We had a great, great, great betting night last night. It was a fun draft. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure for Troy especially, it was fun getting CD. Uh, but no, it was a great time. Um. You know, it was uh, interesting with virtual drafts and all that kind of stuff. But um, there's a reason we love this this uh, this event so much. It's a it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that everything worked out for us yesterday and uh, seemed like it couldn't have really gone a whole lot better. Yeah, I'm late, Uh Pretty excited for for two and three tonight. Honestly, I'm yeah. just as stoked as I was for round one. So same gonna be gonna be good to watch yeah guys um keep checking the twitter uh we'll have probably another episode out early next week that's kind of just going to recap the entire draft as a whole um and we'll also look forward to now some dynasty landing spots uh especially now that we know um the team fits and stuff like that so uh yeah keep your eyes posted keep refreshing your timelines and uh hope you guys get your guy in the second round and i hope kj hamler is an eagle the next time uh we all talk here guys Sounds good, boss. Thanks, everyone. Hey, yo, I'm from a back block on the east side, peace of war. I would leave Roy with the Mac on peace of love. I hope the folio is gangster. Went with cocaine, just shot a nigga on the anklet. Selling dope, save this person, bro.